Sweet. So we have Justin Waller with us. He's in Los Angeles, California. What are you doing here in L.A.? Doing a couple podcasts. We're going to do whatever podcast and Jubilee today. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Good time, though. Yeah. Good time. What do you think of California so far? Bro, I've been to, dude, I've spent a lot of time in California. I always love Southern California. Unfortunately, there's a bit more homeless in the streets than there used to be. A little bit more trash in the road. It seems like they don't really have a grip on how to maintain society here, which is a shame coming straight from Dubai because I feel like the bones of California has a lot of things that Dubai doesn't. But unfortunately, Dubai wins um, in a landslide just because they have control over how everything goes in the streets. So um, love California, love the weather. Love the views, and I like some portion of the people. I guess you could say. So, <laughs> we we ran into one guy at the uh, at the uh, what's it called the uh, little market. Fucking, we ran into one dude. Fucking, what was he talking about? It was just like screaming at the attendant, and then he passed me, and he's like, "You look like you voted for Trump." And I told him I voted for him twice, you know, and and he got he got upset about that, and and I told him I didn't give a fuck. So it is what it is, man. Like, you know, I didn't start with him; he started with me. So fuck him. Dude, that shit's hilarious. Yeah, I walked in, I was like, dude, I knew some liberal trying to start beef. It's always like that in California. but uh, yeah, Until somebody calls him out on it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he thought that, like, we were going to cower down because he was yelling. He was like, dude, I voted for him twice. What the fuck are you going to do? So, dude's a dickhead, man. Yeah. So, what do you, uh, we were also talking about in the car, um, we're talking about the red pill, and we're talking about a lot of these these theories. What are your thoughts on a lot of these guys who are, I guess, watching the red pill content and they're not seeing results? They're, not, they're still struggling with women. What do you think about that? I think it's a shame, really. And and what I would tell any guy is, like, if you're going to watch Red Pill content, make sure that you're watching it to understand female nature, not so you can take your anger out on women. I don't, I don't think that's healthy in any way. So a lot of guys, instead of going and spending the time in the gym, they'll watch a three- or four-hour podcast where they can – say mean things or stay in hopes that somebody else says something to embarrass a young woman i don't see the point in that at all i think that's probably the most unhealthy place to be because if you have a relationship where you're angry at women i suspect that you're never going to have a good relationship with women so the only thing i tell a guy that's watching a lot of red pill content is understand that the rage part is not is not what's going to get you the result becoming a better guy is what's going to get you a result and that same woman you think you hate might treat you differently in the future if you yourself become a better man and so not a popular answer but probably the one that's going to get you the furthest so right. i think a lot of guys they they don't really care on the results i mean they see the results but they're always told oh well this guy's that tall so that's why he has those things he has money so he has those things you you're different you can't obtain those things and so these guys sit in that position of oh man maybe i can't do these things maybe i can't do that cuz i'm not that tall maybe i can't do that cuz i'm i don't have that much money right and so i think a lot of guys they get stuck in this overing this this loop of just anger anger at themselves resentment towards women anger at these experiences instead of learning from it and moving on and doing something about it like that's the one thing um that i always try to do is provide actual things that you could think you could take action on and um what are some of the things that you would suggest to guys the first thing you do um of taking action if they are in a position where they're struggling with women dating finance any of these things what's the first thing they should do I would forget about chasing women altogether. Obviously, the, there's, there's the things that are going to come up time and time again. It's nothing new I'm about to say, but, I mean, if you get your fitness right, it changes your entire life right off the bat. It changes your business life. It changes your personal life. It changes your dating life. And it changes your relationship that you have with yourself. And if you can have a good relationship with yourself, I believe that truly shines through. So I would start off 
my journey, if I had to do it again, I would still start in the gym the way I did. And I think, you know, getting your physical body in check and really where it should be is the best thing you possibly do for yourself in every way. And I mean, I think even if, even if you're not doing it for women exactly, I mean, just being healthy. I know a lot of guys are not going to give a fuck about, you know, lifting or, or taking care of their health or eating healthy for um, anything else besides women. Most of the time it's for women, you know, but um, I think it's, it's very important because there's no point to um, have all this money if you're, you know, if you're handicapped or you can't take care of yourself or you, you know, have all these issues health-wise and you can't do anything, you know? Yeah, you know what I would say about that, though, is instead of thinking that it's a negative fuel to use women as a fuel to get, you know, in shape, I say use that fuel. In fact, that would be the driving fuel I had to work out between 15 and probably 25 was women. There's nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely healthy. You know, to think that a young man is not going to work out and part of that fuel be because of women, it's kind of a crazy thought. It was absolutely probably 95% of any reason that I would like in the, in the other small percentage would have been sports. Right. So I don't think I don't think it's the wrong thing to do to do that at all. I think that's a very healthy thing to do. If you're a young, red blooded male and you like women and you want to work out hard so you can get more of them, by all means, do it. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I don't I don't think it's a bad thing at all, man. Yeah, overall, it's a, it's a positive. I think most guys, they go into the gym after a heartbreak. I know for me, when I got my heart broken, the first thing I did was wrestling room for hours and gym. And that was it. Uh, what, what would you do after, you know, you've, you've gone through some heartbreaks, right? What did you do first? Man, you know, for me, it, it, it was really sobering to me to have to go through that pain. And just like you, going to the gym is the best thing to do. It's the only way you can make yourself better. It's the only thing that you can do to feel better about yourself. So you feel accomplished. You feel like you got something done. You feel like you took action in the positive direction. So I, I agree with you completely. Going to the gym is the best thing you possibly do. And if you if you aren't happy with where you're at, I mean, I know a lot of guys they they're angry, they're upset, and I'm like, bro, just do do a hundred push-ups, and I promise you, your whole mindset will shift. Um, and I make sure another thing I do as well is with guys that are, are dealing with anxieties or uh, mental barriers, I tell them like, okay, write all those things that you're struggling with down, do a hundred push-ups, and then tell me and look at that list that you wrote down, and tell me if you still feel the same way towards those things. All the hundred percent of the time they say no, I don't feel the same way. I feel better. I feel good. And I think a lot of guys, though, they don't do that. Instead, they just watch porn, they either play video games, or they smoke weed to escape from that pain instead of actually doing something that's a positive outcome, like working out. So what do you think about the guys who just either smoke weed or do drugs or do anything to run away from just facing it head on? Yeah, a lot of times I feel like the problem with weed and porn particularly is that in a lot of ways, it's going to make you feel better than almost any other natural high could. What I would say about exercising and doing those push-ups is that I look at push-ups and exercise as like your, your body or, or your, your entire system as a whole is like a crank start. And the more you push and crank, the more energy you have come out. You know, it's like it pushes you and keeps you running into things. So I completely agree with you about what you said. Like, look at that list of things. Do 100 push-ups and see if you feel like you can do it after. You'll have this energy and in, in, in this, like, aliveness about you that's, like, cranking a, a, a crank wheel, and then just, boom, it takes off. So um, what's tricky about weed is that, unfortunately, if you're out smoking that, that probably feels better than that natural endorphin rush. And so you're going against something that you can't naturally create in your own body. You know, now you could make the argument that weed is natural, right? But, and you could also make the argument that like, you know, fapping is natural, but we know that's a synthetic 
feeling in, in regards to what you could feel if, if you were to create, you know, an, you know, an exercise type high endorphin rush in your body. Right, and, like just like having sex. Yeah, or <laughs> having real sex. How about that? Because let's face it, I mean, if you've had enough sex, you know that sex is also cardio. Yeah. And there's nothing like a good cardio session when you walk in the bathroom and you're just fucking jacked and you're sweating and you're like, oh, you dap yourself up in the mirror and you're like, bro, I'll fucking smoke that. You know, she'll be coming back. You know what I'm saying? It's just a different experience altogether than just sitting in your computer chair, you know, with your dick in your hand. So um, sometimes you have to pick your poisons, man. And you have to understand that if I don't let go of one drug, I'll never, I'll never get to experience the, the drug that I probably actually want, which is having good feelings come out of you purely. Because there's always a little bit of guilt or shame that's going to come with drugs or, or alcohol or, or some se- kind of sexual deviance that you don't want to be involved in, like porn. So uh, I'm not saying that young men should never, ever, ever watch porn or never, ever, ever, you know, do something like go have drinks or whatever. I'm just saying that you really have to keep those check things in check and make sure that one of them don't get a power over the things that you really want to be doing, right. you know? Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned, which was really good, <laughs> was um, you mentioned that having sex and actually having, having a cardio with women, right, indoor Olympics with women is actually a good thing. And what do you? And you also mentioned how you knew that the girl would be coming back if you laid pipe really well, right? Or you laid the smoke, whatever. A lot of guys, when they have sex with a girl, they don't think that. They don't think she's gonna come back. They don't think. They don't realize the power that men actually have in the bedroom. And I think a lot of the red pill as well. They don't talk about that, like the power of good sex. So what do you think about that? Yeah, man. I think you got to go hard in the paint, bro. You definitely got to go hard in the paint, man. And you, and so that's another reason that exercise is so important is that it prepares you to have the kind of cardio that it takes to last in those situations. Because, you know, honestly, most guys probably don't get to go as long as they want to. You know, they run out of breath, so they either they either come early, or they just run out of breath and go soft or or whatever. You know, so cardio and physical physical pre, you know ability to be in a very high physical interactive activity is a good thing because most women like you to be pretty aggressive now not not in a way that you're doing something that you shouldn't do or that she's uncomfortable but most women like an aggressive man in the bed yeah they do so um i think it's i think it's absolutely the best thing you can do is exercise train your body for it and then when that time comes and you're doing indoor cardio that um that you, that you're able to do that in the way that you wish to. So I never really realized that girls actually care a lot about sex. Like sex is very very important to women, and how good you are in the bedroom is very important. Because I've been when we were told like growing up, we we're told oh women are these pretty princesses. They don't care about that stuff. And you start to find out oh damn they're actually looking for good sex. They're looking for a good dick, and that's actually what causes them to go choose the toxic asshole guy over the nice guy. Because the nice guy can't fuck, and so the girls are going to choose the guy who can fuck. And what do you think to all the guys? I know a lot of guys, they don't understand. They can't uh, wrap their brains around the fact that girls do care about sex a lot more than guys. I can tell you for a fact, just from text messages, phone calls, and direct statements, is absolutely true. You know, they, they'll fly across the world to see you if, you if you hit it right. Because think of it like this. Yeah. It's so hard for them to find it. Yep. And they don't want to run their notch count up. So once they find it, they don't want to leave it because then they have, they know, for example, if they have you and you are doing it correctly, right? 
it might take them sleeping with 20, 30, 40 other guys before they run into it again. And they don't want to run their notch count up. So they might let you be an asshole just a little bit so they don't have to feel horrible about themselves by chasing it so because it's the only one way to find out cowboy you know what i'm saying so uh, it's absolutely true man that yeah. they'll stick around and stay around for that and you know i you know i've i don't have their experience you know in my life i'm a man but i can completely understand and, and resonate with why because yeah. they don't want to run that number up and they already know what they're getting and so for that reason they want to stick around so it's very very important yeah. it, and a lot of times it can be the make or break of whether a woman will stick around is that particular subject because she knows what she's faced with if she doesn't yeah i mean i see women who are bitchy angry and upset and i used to think oh maybe she just had a bad day it's like no maybe she just She's not having good dick, man. Because if she had good dick, she'd be completely peaceful, right. feminine. There's so many relationship issues that you can fix with a good cardio session, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, that'll straighten them up fast, yep. real fast. Oh, yeah? You're in a bad mood? I got something for you. And you fix them, bro. Yep. It's easy. Now, I will say on the other end, if they're too far in the, on, the, on the wrong side of acting how they want you, like how you would have them act in your frame, taking it away from them yep. is the most powerful thing you can possibly do. But for it to have any weight to it, it has to be good in the first place. So uh, I've actually done that. I, I've done, I did that to a, a young Brazilian model that came to see me uh, in Spain a couple of years ago. And uh, she did something at an event I didn't like. And I put her in a different hotel room and would not sleep with her for five days. And I flew her ass home. And she was upset about it. She was sending me, like, new texts all day, every day, trying to send me. She sent me photos of baby oil. I'll show you in my phone. I, I had to scroll back, but I can find it. And, and she was upset because I took it away from her. The ultimate, ultimate thing you can do is take it away from her because that's her largest power. Yeah. And it gives you actually, it shows that you are in control. You have the power is when you actually can control the sex. Because usually it's the girls in the very beginning who control the sex, but you could turn that around with good sex. Because girls, they have a lot of options. They can have sex with anyone. That's the common argument is, well, she could just have sex with anyone. It's like, well, like you said, she can have sex with anyone, but how good is it going to be? So that's just the reality. And I made a a TikTok video um, saying how a good D can actually just manipulate the fuck out of women. And all the girls are like, fuck, it's so true. I don't want to admit it, but it's so true. Very true. Because it's like they're chasing a high. Like the first time they try a drug and, and that drug is incredible and they're trying to chase that again and again and again. But they know if they, they got to go to the right dealer to get it. And so if, if you can give that to her, now you can have her inside your frame in a whole another way. Now, it's not about being manipulative around sex or anything like that, but it's definitely something that's in your power and it's definitely something that's known in a relationship. If, if you're doing this correctly, it, it changes the dynamic of the entire relationship fully. It also allows you to be in probably a more masculine role as, because more than likely you're taking on the masculinity in the bedroom as well. Yep. So I agree. Yeah. A lot of these guys, I think, uh, I think what Sterling does with teaching sex is actually super important. I think it's uh, very useful as well. And I didn't realize it until I started applying those things. Like, holy shit, it does actually work. And the times I was doing it without noticing, I was like, oh, shit, it actually works. So I think um, it's very important for guys to understand women emotionally and physically, right? and apply those things and so i think with a lot of things going on today you could just see like walking around you know you see very unhappy marriages unhappy relationships and it's super sad and because you you know that what what is needed to solve it better than a therapist which is hilarious because we're not therapists we're not we're not anything special we don't have degrees in these things but we just know what actually works to fix that fucking relationship 
I completely agree. I think a masculine frame and understanding male and female dynamics is very, very important. And sex is just so a small part of it. But it, but it is one of those things that can be be a kind of a trump card, if you will. It can be that that special card that can, you know, make things a bit different than they normally would be otherwise. Especially for a guy that doesn't have his money on point. You know, I think that's something you'll see a lot of women stay with broke dudes yep. that are tearing their ass up, bro. Yep. I had, look, when I was in my 20s and I didn't quite have money yet, that the dick card would get would would keep retention. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be an athlete. You got to go hard in the paint. I'm trying to leave it all on the field, bro. Yeah. I, tell, I tell guys all the time, I'm like, bro, when I get in there, I'm trying to leave it all on the field. Like, I got nothing left. Yeah. So uh, a lot of times... Too, when you're going that hard, you might not even come, bro. And that's another brain hack. If you can stand not coming and you can go hard, 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 hard and just get so tired that you're just physically worn out and you've worn her out and then you don't come, I promise you she's going she's gonna to start sex with you again because one of the biggest gratifying things for a woman is to see you come. So if you can take that away from her, it, it, it really it does something up here, man. And, and, it, and it, most women, the only tool they have is sex. It's the only tool they have. They, they can use guilt against you, and they can use sex against you. If you can take away both of those, you can basically have control of most any relationship you have. If she knows that she cannot guilt you, and that if, if she doesn't act in the proper way and you, inside your frame, then you can take sex away from her, and the back of her mind knows that you can get it somewhere else, bro, it is checkmate, bro. Yep. thousand percent, especially if you're laying the pipe right especially because she's like man he's giving that to somebody else fuck <laughs> you know and i gotta go look for that again they don't want to bro they don't want that smoke yep. but they do want smoke yeah so yep. <laughs> yeah man it's crazy it's, it's really it's really sad to see a place like santa monica that's always been so beautiful i've gone to santa monica for years and years over a decade i've been visiting southern california santa monica being probably my favorite place but now it's every corner somebody's on some kind of drugs and they're screaming out into out into nothing basically talking to themselves cursing out people walking by and it's a shame too because i i had an uber driver tell me yesterday that trump said that they should either take the place to stay as what california officials are trying to do give them a place to stay and they don't want to take the place to stay; they'd rather be out on the sidewalks in the streets or in the parks and what he told me is that trump said if they don't do it they can go to jail and i completely agree with that it's complete bullshit and let me tell you why if I'm a taxpayer in, in, in Santa Monica, I'm going to get taxed on putting these people in housing. But it's only going to get worse from a tax perspective if people like me decide to stop coming as a tourist and driving down the income that comes to the city. Because every city is a business. So if you can't control the people on your fucking streets, so people like me will come pay $500 for a lunch. Like yesterday we went to lunch and it was $500 minimum to do lunch. And I'm fine with that. But I'm not fine with it if I have to step over a fucking crackhead on fentanyl to get in the door. That's nuts. You understand what I'm saying? And so it's going to drive their prices up because they have to offset things because there's less tourists. It's going to hurt. Every city is a business. And if they can't clean this simple thing up like getting these people off the streets, because they're obviously failed human beings. They have failed as a human. Now, do I feel sorry for them? Yes. Do I have compassion for them? Yes. But that doesn't change the fact that I have more compassion in it. Uh, energy for a family that has two little kids, a daughter that's going to see some guy with his ass crack or his dick hanging out sitting under the statue at Santa Monica. This morning I went on a walk and it was before the sun came up. I was just walking, doing push-ups, listening to a book. And there's this guy literally had his pants down under the, under the, 
under the big cannon that sits there at the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. I could literally see his gear, bro. Like, I could see it all. And, like, what if, I'd, what if that had been a little girl? Or what if I would have had my little girls with me? Like, what are you going to do? The guy's completely on drugs. He doesn't even know where he's at. Get him off the streets or put him in jail, you know? And so they don't have control over their situation here. And, and it's really, really sad to see because Southern California is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Right. It truly is. It has everything that even Dubai does not have. But unfortunately, it cannot compete with Dubai because you would never see that shit going on in Dubai. You have to be able to respect the places that you go to stay. And it's hard to respect where Southern California has gotten to. And it's a damn shame. Right. Do you think it's just because they allow these people to be here? That's why they're here? Fucking right. It's, it's because they allow it. See, they want to they wanna change the rules and affect the lives of 99% of the people just for the feelings of a 1%. And that's what's wrong with America in general right now. And look, I'm the biggest American advocate. That Like, I am all about fucking America. I think America is the GOAT. I really, really do. I'm proud as fuck to be American. We're the best. Anybody doesn't believe it, fucking scoreboard, bro. Look at the scoreboard. America is the best. But America's got to get our shit together. And internally, America will stay the GOAT as long as we don't rot from the inside out. And it's going to start with common sense and, and putting families first and, and putting children first and not diluting their mind with a bunch of fucking bullshit. You said rot from the inside out, and that's usually how most empires or things fall apart is from the inside. No one's going to ever attack us from the outside or destroy us from the outside. It's always the inside out. You know, you attack the beliefs, you attack the families, you attack society, you attack the school system, right? You attack the food that you're eating as well. So these are all ways that they're able to destroy us from the inside. So do you think that the people in charge are doing this on purpose? It's hard to say who they is, right? Yeah. You know, and put your finger on who they is. One thing that I think we could do collectively is the silent majority should speak up more and say, no, I've had enough of this bullshit. No, you're not bringing trannies to the school to dance in front of my children. We're not doing that shit. If you want to be transsexual, like a transsexual, I'm fine with that. If you want to be homosexual, I'm completely cool with that. And I don't believe there should be any bullying. If a kid feels in his heart that he might be homosexual or, or a little girl thinks that she might be homosexual, bullying should not be tolerated. Any kid that gets bullied should get suspended. Like, honestly, they should get expelled, kicked out of school for being mean to another child. Everybody should have choice. But I think putting certain things in front of children, in front of society, before they're ready and forcing it onto them is not acceptable at all. And so it's the people that have the quiet majority that agree with common sense and raising kids in, in a way that allowed them not to be exposed to things they should not be exposed to at a very young age. It's the people that really feel this way that should start standing up. Stop apologizing for having an opinion. Stop apologizing for wanting to see the right things happen. Don't worry. I'm not worried about getting canceled because I have a strong opinion of what children should see or not see. Man, fuck that. You know, you have to have a backbone, too, because you, you're just as much as fault by not having a backbone than being on the side of the people that are doing the things that shouldn't be being going on. Right. So, yeah. And, and you said the silent majority, right? That I think, like you said, the majority of people agree with what you're saying. Most people have common sense. Like I believe in hu humankind on a natural base level. We all agree on these things they're too silent. They're too afraid to speak about these things. They're too afraid to take action on these things. And I think one of the things that you are showing is that you can do it and it's possible. But maybe you just have to become financially free. You may you might have to get out of that nine to five. But these are all things that are going to make you happier in the first place. And it's going to allow you to do these things and say these things or do whatever you want. Yeah, I agree that I might have some advantages when it comes to speaking up. But I think if collectively we all spoke up together and said this is bullshit, like there's certain things that go on in America that should not be going on, 
collectively, then the powers that be couldn't do anything about it because it'd be everyone. Right. It's almost like when a union strikes yeah. and it's 300 men sitting outside of a, a factory. You know, one individual man will lose his job, but collectively, if they all stand out there and pick it, they can get what they deserve. They can make things right. And I think that's where America is, is getting in a position where we can collectively stand up for things that are right, because that's what it will take. Otherwise, they'll just suppress you with the media or tell you that you're a bad person or that you're you're one thing or that. They'll tag you with a name and use guilt against you. And, and most people don't want that smoke. But collectively, if people came together and stood up for what was right, it'd be a lot easier to do. And then you could spread that courage around the masses instead of putting it on the backs of one man or woman. And you don't even need a very large group. But we're just saying, like, this, there is a very large group of us or people who believe in these things. The only issue is that they're always trying to separate us. Yeah, they're trying to separate us by our skin color, yep. our race where we come from, what language we speak, any of these things. And so that's their goal is because we both know, and that's why the War Room is super important as well, or any other community like Alpha's Only Club, any of these things, is to build and and put men together. Because that's the biggest thing that they fear, is men who are on similar levels, who agree on the same thing, and they're together doing the same thing. Because like you said, a lot of these people agree, but they're just not together. They're not in a group. And like you said, if it's just one person, then he's going to feel left out and nothing happens. But if it's everybody at the same exact time, same time, it's planned, that's when shit gets turned around very fucking quick and they do not want that to happen. thousand percent, man. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't have said it any better. You have to have people that are collectively coming together that have each other to lean on and, and to move as a force. As humans, man, we, we run in groups. So right now, a lot of what you see is, is a gap between like men and women being pushed apart, the nuclear families being broken up, people no longer go to church, so there's not groups of men that have certain morals and values that are willing to stick by them together, stick by them. So the more that men get isolated, the less leadership there is in the home, and by, by and largely, the more that men are being able to be controlled. So one collective group that's, that's out there is the media. It, they, have, they have control of the minds of everybody. It's very rare that, you know, somebody is is just going to not have Fox News or CNN like you you're getting you're getting this mass amount of this message every day every day every day and you're by yourself and you don't have those guys at church or or the guys that you go hunting with or the guys in the military or the guys that you know are coming together every day to bounce these things off of so you just have one you have you have the information you get and then you have no offense but a lot of times a, a woman who's going to be a little bit more emotional naturally as her tendency. And that's okay. But breaking men apart is, is probably one of the easiest ways you could take over a society. And, and that's what we see happening, and it's unfortunate. But to have change, you're going to have to have men come together and stand together, united on a force, to do what's right for the country, our children, and you know the future of, of America. And it's just how it's going to have to be. And so what do you think about the guys who don't value, like a lot of guys will hear that and be like, well, I don't have the ability to connect with these guys. I don't, I, all of my friends around me, they're either simps, they're cucked out to their wives, they're, they're stuck in that nine to five and they don't want to leave, right? A lot of people are looking around like, fuck, these are the friend groups I'm with. And a lot of my friend groups are also silent, right? So what do you think for the guys who feel like they need to do something? What, what, what's the first thing they should do? Well, my obvious answer is going to be to join the war room, to get in a group of like-minded people that think like you, 
that believe the way you believe, that want to live their life in truth, that want to live their life unapologetically, that want to be strong and show up for their family or their friends or their coworkers in the, in the most positive way possible. And that doesn't look at masculinity as a negative thing. Masculinity is absolutely one of the most important things in the world. They call it toxic until it's needed. Men are toxic until it's time to go to war. Men are toxic until it's time to build roads and bridges and the things that make the world go round. So a collective group of men like the ones in the war room that are all races, religions, creeds, ages, every, you know, there's, there's more diversity in the war room than any other men's group in the world. So where are you going to go to find people that your souls align with? Because we all get issued a body. You know, I got issued white male. You got issued half white and Vietnamese, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. Who gives a fuck if our souls align? And that's what the war room is. So I'm, I'm always going to push people to join the war room if, if they feel that their values are in line with somebody like myself or somebody like yours. Because they're not going to get any more support than you will in, in a chat room. Because when they go to work, they like you said, they're going to be dealing with somebody that kind of doesn't have the chips in their corner to even negotiate in the first place. And that's not a good place to be. I like my friends to be in abundance of money and women. And if you're not that, you can join the war room and start to understand how. And then you can be the type of person that can create friends inside of a group of people that have what they need in their life to be able to stand up for themselves. Right. You know, the one, one thing I just noticed as well is... They, they do like people getting grouped together as long as it's their beliefs. Of course, of course. But that's normally driven from guilt. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, people will submit to guilt over almost anything. It's one of the most powerful tools in the world if you can guilt a person. And so you see it all the time, and people come together and, and they stand for things. It's a damn shame that there's more Ukrainian flags in the neighborhood than there are American flags. Because guess what? America is the greatest country ever. Do I like things that America does? No, not all the time. Do I disagree? No, not all the time. Do I think America's a bully? Yeah, kind of I do. I do. I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, going off the gold standard, I feel like it was kind of a bully move on our part. However, just because I disagree with somebody in my family, somebody that I love, doesn't mean I turn my back on them. And there's too many Americans now that will get angry at me for saying America's a goat when they literally live in Calabasas, California, where we're at right now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They literally are in one of the safest, most well-developed countries. F wait. To ever. Ever. You know, like, fuck with America, please. You can't even hardly attack us. We have the biggest military. We run international currency for now. And we will still continue to run it if we just simply get our shit together and stand up for what's right and do not rot from within. It's completely up to us. We need to put powerful leaders in positions, let them do their jobs, and and shut down some of the nonsense that's going on that we all know but are too afraid to say. It's not that people disagree with what I'm saying or what any of us are saying. It's that they're too scared to speak up because they're scared of getting kicked out of the group or guilted. Well, fuck that. It, it, it should be over. It's funny because that's the best thing for them is getting kicked out of 9 to 5, getting kicked out of that shitty friend group who, of people who don't even like you in the first place and disagree right. with you, mm -hmm. getting women mad at you who wouldn't even like you in the first place. Right. right? So either way, it's actually a win. And I think that's the one thing I noticed when I got canceled by my whole high school Everyone, basically everyone in California, which is kind of funny, like every single person was trying to cancel me, trying to get me deleted off the internet, trying to find where I live, trying to dox me, trying to make my life miserable. That was the one moment in time where I realized, holy shit, this is actually a blessing in disguise because all the people around me were the people I actually really wanted to be around. All the people who actually liked, like who actually supported me, like Sterling, you know, you, all these other guys, like these are the people I wanted to be like. So it's it's pretty awesome to see like, oh shit, just by speaking your truth, yeah, you might get kicked out, you might get kicked out of some government facility like high school or, or college, but 
here's the thing, man. Like, that's that's probably good for you. That's the funny part. And, yeah, there might be girls who might not like you. I've had plenty of girls who maybe, you know, I was talking to at the time, and then they, they saw me getting canceled. They're like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to associate with you. Cool. That means we weren't going to ever be anything ever in the future anyway. So thank you for just filtering yourself out. So I think speaking your truth is a very, very quick way to filter out those negative people. thousand percent, man. It, it, you know what you'll find is the more you start speaking your mind, you will lose people that you suspected didn't like you anyway. But what you'll gain is 100x people that actually love you truly for who you are. I get two, 300 messages a day from people that allow me. A large percent of those people are actually women telling me thank you and thank you for what you're telling men or where do I find you or, or you know what I'm saying? Like, or, or, or thank you for what you're doing for my son yeah. or whatever it is. So there's a lot of things to take in consideration when you decide to go out and speak your full heart truthfully. But I can tell you I've lived both of those lives in some regard and one of them is substantially better than the other one. And that's the one where you're speaking your truth and people can love you for exactly who you are because then you never have to put on a mask. And it's the most freedom you'll ever have. So yeah. I advise anybody that, that feels a certain way about their life that they speak that truly because that'll, that'll create the, the most rich, happy life that you could possibly have is yeah. people accepting you for who you truly are and being able to speak your truth and not have to feel that, that pit inside of you by holding back and, and being somebody that you're not. Yeah, I know a lot of guys, they just, they live where they're like, man, I wish I could have said something in that moment. I wish I should have said something or I wish I should have stood up for myself or what I believed in. And that's a big regret for a lot of guys. It's not the fact that you got denied or the fact that you got hated on. It's the fact that you didn't do it in the first place. Same thing with talking to a girl. It's like a lot of guys, the regret of you not talking to that girl in the first place is farther worse than her saying, no, I have a boyfriend. So I think it's just like that with, with speaking your truth as well. It's like, dude, the regret you'll have of not doing it is far worse than the actual consequences of doing it. Yeah, I completely agree, man. So, yeah. Deal. You have anything, any other topics you want to bring up? No. Deal. Deal. Sounds good. Cool. Just so yell, we, yelling at America, sitting in the Tesla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking shit's hilarious, bro. <laughs> okay, what's another topic we should bring up? You guys, so we talked a little bit about politics. We nailed that. Yeah, let's talk about guns. Okay, so uh, gun control is a very big thing in California. What do you think about the people who tell you you shouldn't own this type of rifle, you shouldn't own this type of gun, only the government's allowed to have these guns? I think, I think the Second Amendment is one of the most important things we have in America. I think that cops should have guns. I think that if you tell people that they cannot have guns, criminals will have them anyway. So what's the point? All you're going to do is unarm all the people that follow the rules. So I'm all about guns. I'm all about gun safety. If, if guns are taken away from America, that's probably the last straw for me, actually. You know, if, if, if they get to that right, then I have to go to a place that actually enforces law, right? Because if they take the guns away from me and I'm constantly carrying and they're not going to enforce law, then it's just one step closer to socialism, you know, so why don't I just go to a place that's completely safe and nobody had like either there's no guns at all or if you're a criminal, you actually get charged correctly. So I'm all about having gun laws in America. I think that's one of the great things about America. Um, and in the event that they take it away, then you have to go to a place like Dubai where somebody wouldn't dare create a crime. Yep. You know, it's either one or the other, man. I'm cool with both. But ideally in America, especially where America is, 
if 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 America gets rid of the the ability to own a firearm, then that's probably the last straw for me. You know, I can go make money anywhere. I'll just denounce, and that's not what I want. I can't I can't emphasize enough how much I love my country. I'm not trying to leave. It's just going to get to a point where if you can't protect my family or give me the ability to, then I'm out. Yep. That's it. What do you think about even the the first amendment, just freedom of speech? Like you saw with Kanye, he's he spoke his opinion or what he believed. All the banks canceled on him. All the banks closed on him. Wasn't able to use money. Completely deleted. They made it very difficult for him to live his life. What do you think about that? Is is freedom of speech even free anymore? No, there's no such thing as freedom of speech anymore. What you what you experience with Kanye or even when it happened to Tate, these are personal sanctions. So just like people don't fight war the way they used to, they put sanctions on people. And so what happens is banks just start canceling individuals and and it's just like a sanction that's gonna it's like a war that you don't have to fight, you know. And so yeah, the free speech is kind of already gone when they can take away from you everything that it takes to, for you to make money or hold money or hold value in your life. So unless you're going to walk around with a safe full of gold and try to shekel it out or you go the crypto route, you know, it's pretty. It's a pretty scary thought, but it's actually very, very true. So, um, no, free speech is not what used to be free speech. We We circle it around agendas. We're way more political as a country, I, I believe, than we ever have been. You know, when I was in school, politics didn't really come up very much. Your parents watched the news. They had their opinions. Now, you know, you have kids in very, very low-level grades, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, talking about very, very highly political things. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but it would be substantially better if everybody could have an opinion without the worry of cancellation or worry of, you know, losing something that's very important to them, like their income or the bank or the money in their bank account. So... Um, don't have a problem with politics coming up in an early age. I think that's actually a really, really good thing to help kids develop and understand how the world works. However, I do think that if we're going to debate, that we debate in a way where it's about the subject matter and everybody gets an opinion and there's not a consequence to not agreeing with a certain agenda. Yep. That's what free speech is. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like, I think I got into politics just because of Trump and I love Trump. I was like, holy shit, this guy's fucking awesome. And that got me into start learning more, learning about him, learning about the who he's actually going up against because it's, it's a lot of big very big opponents he's going against and um that that's got that's what got me into learning about politics and got me into talking more about my beliefs and i remember talking about trump i was probably especially in california man like i was probably one of 10 kids who support trump or actually was open about supporting trump you know and even in class, you know, it was mostly 90% of the kids even writing their, their projects. It was all about why Trump is so bad, why Trump is all this, right? And it was a very, very small percentage of guys who stood up for him. And I think that's, and you're going to get into a lot of debates and a lot of arguments. So I got very used to arguing and debating with a bunch of people um, very early on about loads of topics and even just feminism as well. I mean, even from a very, very early stage, I was always against feminism. I remember one time in science class, I was sitting down and then these girls, these super libtard girls, they walk in and they try telling the whole class how there's multiple genders, women are stronger than men, women are better than men. And then I saw most of the class, the sad thing was I saw most of the class nodding their heads and agreeing to it. I was like, holy shit. And I just looked around like, is no one going to say anything to this? This is like blatantly retarded. And so I rose my hand, I asked like, a simple question. I was like, okay, well, if women 
are strongest men, why, why aren't they dominating in these sports or these categories or these fields? And no one could answer, right? And they tried calling me sexist or they tried calling me, oh, that's, that's not true, that's false. And this is literally in science class. And I got an argument with those kids. I, I almost got suspended from school for standing up for those things. Um, and another buddy of mine also almost got suspended as well because he rose his hand and started asking questions as well. And it's very interesting to see how many people um, like very quickly changed up and like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe these kids are right. And it just shows like how many people are actually sheeps to these things. So I almost got suspended. And then uh, I texted my dad. I remember texting my dad. I was like, I'm probably going to get, I'm about to get suspended. He's like, for what? I was like, well, I said there wasn't more, more than two genders. And I was talking about how men and women like biologically are. He's like, okay, good. I was like, oh, shit. Because usually, you know, your parents are going to be like, oh, oh, no, you're getting suspended. Oh, no, this is bad. And my dad was like, all right, cool. That's good. Right. So I had that support system. I had, I had someone backing me up behind me, you know, knowing that, okay, cool. I could do these things and it'll be okay. And so I think for a lot of guys, a lot of guys feel alone. Maybe their parents are, are very quiet about, their, about these things. They don't have a brother like I did in, in class standing up for these things. And it's super sad. A lot of these guys just lack someone standing up for them, you know? 100%. And, you know, you're in a very lucky situation to have a brother like that. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like if you separate men. One of the best things about having a brother is that you know you have someone that's going to have your back no matter what. Or you should. Right. And that allows you to talk in certain ways to have certain strengths because, you know, you have the backbone of your unit. A lot of times when men get isolated is when they're not able to stand up to truth. And so that's probably case in point what you're dealing with. You're probably in a classroom full of young men that didn't have brothers close to their age that didn't feel like they could stand for what they knew in their heart is actually right. Now, that's not to belittle women. It's just a biological fact that men are stronger than women. It's OK. And women do a lot of things that men cannot do. I'm not saying men are better than women. I, in fact, in. I often say that men and women are equal. They're just equal in different categories. Yes, yes. They're just as important to one another as, as like, just as men are strong, uh, women do things that men cannot do, and they're nurturing in ways that men cannot be. And for that, for that reason, they raise children in a way that, you know, those kids can feel loved and safe to, you know, be themselves and grow up in a household where they, they don't have to live in fear. And the women are very, very powerful. I would not drop my kids off to an all-male daycare center. We have to have women in every way. They're very, very important to the relationship for a family and everything else. But they're not stronger than men. And they don't really build anything. And they don't particularly invent or maintain anything either. And that's okay. Men and women don't have to compete. And I think that since when men and women have co started to compete, there's never been a bigger divide between the two sexes. And it's a sad thing because women are wonderful. And there's a lot of men out here that hate women. And there's a lot of women that think men are trash, you know. Or, or worthless, or that they can be a man, but I think deep inside they don't want to be men at all. And, and for that reason, I think women are unhappy, and as I do think men are unhappy. It's a sad, very sad thing to see. Yep. I think it's just mainly because of the, the imbalance of masculine and feminine energy. A lot of men are very feminine, and a lot of women are very masculine. And it's mostly caused from guys who are being weak, right? Because women, like you said, you could put the same girl with two different guys. One guy's a simp, one guy's a fucking G. Yep. The girl's going to be bitchy, complainy, naggy at the one guy who's a simp, then you put that same girl with the guy who owns his masculinity, owns who he is, and doesn't give a fuck. She acts perfect. Little princess, bro. And so that just shows men are actually in control. Men are actually in power. So everything that's going around us right now, everything that you see around us is a lack of strong men. Even the girls on the podcast with, with OnlyFans and stuff, I guarantee none of these girls had strong father figures. Because if they did, they wouldn't be doing these things. It's hard for them to see 
a man with a dominant masculine frame working for them because they've never seen it in their life. So there's a lot of single mothers out there. I don't even really blame these young girls, but at the same time when they come on a show and they're saying something with, when there's a million plus subs and I know there's other young women watching, I think it's very important to give those other young women a perspective of what it could look like if they were allowed to be feminine, which in a lot of ways right now, I don't think young women are allowed to be feminine. It's almost like if they're feminine that they'll get kicked out of their friend group of other girls, which mm. is threatening to them. So in, in their defense, they've not seen a perspective of a strong man. And that's why I think it's so important to challenge these young ladies, but try to, your best to do it respectfully because that is what it'll take for them to be able to allow themselves to hear you. And so when I'm trying to talk to these girls on these shows, there's some times where I might spike them a bit, but I do my best to even bring myself down to a level where they can hear what I'm saying in hopes that some young lady that's watching can at least hear what it might look like if she were allowed to be in her feminine energy. And they can sense the intent. You're not doing it from a hateful place. You're doing it because you actually want the best for them. Dude, I'm not mad at women at all, bro. I get... (laughs) Women are so good to me, bro. (laughs) Women are so good to me, man. (laughs) Like, I'm not mad at girls. Bro, I'm just not, man. And and I think it needs to come from a man that's in abundance of women because... A lot of times if a guy's not in abundance of women and he has an anger or a hatred towards them, then a woman that he's trying to make a point to can't hear him because all she can feel is the negative energy and the anger towards women instead of the message that he's trying to send. He could say it just just the exact same thing as I say, but if I'm coming from a place of I'm not angry at you and I'm not mad at women at all, then maybe she has a better chance to hear me. Whereas if another man is saying it to her from a place of anger or to put her down, then it doesn't, it doesn't sink in. It bounces right off of her because her, her, or it grazes right by her because her ears are covered because all she can feel is the, is the anger and the hatred coming at her. So it's, it's very important that, you know, particularly when we're having these conversations with women on these shows, that we're doing it from the right place because if we don't, all we're doing is shitting on a girl on the internet. And honestly, man, that's not the way to do it. Because I have no real interest in trying to super, super embarrass a girl or, or try to, you know, be mean to her online. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. So I, I think it has to come from the right place. And when it does, I think it's actually heard. 